Angela Yee, and I'm telling you right now that the Alive Podcast Network app is the best directory of podcasts created for us by us. From relationships to making money moves, there's a show that'll captivate every listener. And for my fellow Black creatives, this is a call to action to take your brand and monetization to the next level. It's for the culture. Join the movement and sign up today. Sign up today to get a six-month subscription for $20. Visit AlivePodcastNetwork.com. Coming soon to iOS and Android. Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I am finally sipping with the swirl suite. You are. Oh, yes, indeed. We should have some. I'm so excited. <laughs> I, am, I am so excited. I went out and got a haircut just so <laughs> I'd be super fresh, even though this is a podcast. <laughs> Welcome to the Swell Suite, everybody. We are all in the house once again. Hey, y'all. Hello. Hey. <laughs> uh, so oh, nice to Yeah, we do a round of introductions, um, just in case uh, this is your first time listening to the show. I'm Sarita, Vine me up. Glennis, Dino Noir. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Swell Suite. Hi, I'm Leslie. I'm with Vino 301. Hi, Tanisha, Grow Me's class. And we have a yeah. special guest. Woo woo! <laughs> I gotta find something. <laughs> well, we have a special guest that actually listens to the show, which is rare. Hey, Reggie. <laughs> it's rare that hey. people listen to the show or that our guest listens to the show? That our guest listens to the show. You'd okay. be very surprised. I, oh, I, I listen to Oh, go ahead. I love the show. So I'm Reggie Solomon, and I write Wine Casual, and I am like your biggest fan. I have been listening to your episodes since you've been on YouTube, and in fact, at the end of the episode, I know Sarita is usually the one who, who asks all these questions. I actually have this special segment I want to do just for you guys to oh, oh, look at you. Look at you. Okay. Always an overachiever. Right. <laughs> exactly. We are here for it. We are uh, here for it. Most Excellent. definitely. <laughs> okay. Well, let's get it started. <laughs> right. so, Reggie, um, tell everybody, like, how did you even get into wine? I don't even think we know that story. Oh, yeah. So when I was in college, during my senior year, the headmaster of the college invited the owner of a local wine store down the street to come in twice a week to teach the seniors about wine. So wow. for like two, two hours, like for a whole semester, we would like learn about wine the first hour and then drink wine the second hour for two days a week for our entire semester. Damn, what school is this? Yeah, yeah we uh, uh, this, was at, this was at Yale University. So, oh, okay. Uh, oh, okay. That's a nice so this was, Yale. But, yeah, but they, but they, this, this was the first time they did it, like, when I was there. So it wasn't like a tradition. It was just something they did. But now it's like a tradition. So that's how I got into wine. I didn't even drink in college, except for wow. one summer. But that was just, what, a party. Wow. <laughs> that was just one, one day at a time in band camp. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, that was just one time in band. It was summer camp, actually. But yes, it was the summer camp. Uh, so yeah, so that was so that was that's how I really got into wine. And um, shortly after, um, I moved to California after grad school, and I lived in the Bay Area, and so I would go wine tasting every other week in the summer uh, because I just really loved wine, and I. You know, it's really expensive in Napa, so I couldn't afford, like, the hotels. So I would go camping up in wow. Napa and Sonoma because ah, uh-huh. it's, it's cheaper. You could, like, camp for, like, you know, 30 bucks and, like, get, like, indoor plumbing and stuff like that. So it was cool. So I got to know winemakers, and I got to learn about wine. And um, that's sort of how I got into it. Hold on, Reggie. I got a quick question. You was out there yeah. camping in Napa. Like really real camping with the tent and all that? So the campground I went to the most was a campground in um, Russian River, Sonoma, Northern Sonoma. And the campground was next to a river in a meadow of willows. And and this was, this is luxury camping. I mean, they had like indoor, like they had like a clubhouse with like indoor plumbing, a, a hot tub on the back. And in the morning, they would serve, like, fresh muffins. So, Wait, for $30? Yeah, well, this was back in 2000. Okay. Yeah, well. And this was, like, no, I mean, in northern Sonoma. Yeah. yeah, it was still expensive out there then, too, so. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah, that's, that's how I got into it, so. Wow. So how long after that, when you were doing all that, did you start writing your blog? So... I really sort of relaunched my blog in 2015. I had started it a little earlier, but I relaunched in 2015 because I was just really interested in like writing about wine. And most of my blog has focused on wine reviews. So reviewing, just reviewing wines and writing about like my experiences at wine tastings and things like that. Uh, So one of the things that happened along the way is I started taking these WSET classes. And so I, I got better because these classes taught me how to do a systematic approach to tasting wine. Mm-hmm. So, so basically, like, all the wines I have on my blog, like, I write those notes mainly for me. So when I'm in the store and I'm like, I think I saw, I think I had this wine before. Let me go to my search, my search and see what I thought about the wine before. So I figure... Like, you know, you could put all your wine notes on these wine apps, but why not put it on my blog and get the search traffic? Exactly. That's a good idea. It is. That is a very good idea. Reggie, are you, um, are you still pursuing your master's of wine? Oh, gosh, I am not going to go to master's. I, diploma was like, the, the WSA diploma was like it for me. Mm-hmm. I, I just finished it. Um, in the fall of last year, and it was a great two to three years of study for that. But the Masters of Wine, they don't really want me because they only want people who work directly in the wine industry. What? So, so Leslie, you can apply. Really? <laughs> and, Tanisha, and Tanisha, you could apply, but me, Sarita, and Glennis, they don't really want. Man, really? Yeah, it's funny. So is there like, okay, so you finished the diploma. It, it, aren't there several levels of diploma, one, two, and three or something like that? Or 
Yeah, one, two, three, and four. Four is diploma, but like, yeah. Okay, so you go one, two, three, and four. So you finished four. So when you started applying for um, Masters of Wine, you found um, like a roadblock because you didn't physically work in the wine industry and you just blogged or how did you come up with that conclusion that they really don't want you because you don't work in the wine industry? Uh, so if you go to their website, I mean, I didn't even apply. Um, oh, okay. If you go to their website, they say like, if you're not working 20 hours a week for two years in the wine industry, like they don't consider that. Like if you if you do anything less than 20 hours a week for two years, they don't consider that enough mm. skin in the game. Wow. So do you think that's because they think you won't have the knowledge to complete the course study because you don't physically work in it? You think that might be the premise behind that? I don't want to presume to know what they think, but right. I would like to say why would I want to be a member of a club that doesn't want to have me? Uh, that's true, too. Well, yeah. I think that is... Okay, I'm going to use this word. It may be too strong. But I think that is a prejudice within the wine industry that um, if you are not working directly, like, as a psalm... Ooh, child. Um... then people will look down at you. And um, recently I participated in this judging and a lot of people, most of the people at my table were either directly in the restaurant industry or what have you. And so when they, um, when you know, people ask you what you do or what have you. And so when I told them what I did, they were like, oh, okay. <laughs> mm. Wow. So if there's a bias, there, that, is that word softer? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think, it, listen, I, you, you know what? I, I don't actually think they have bad intentions. I think they have so many people now interested in wine that mm. they're trying to create barriers because mm. I, don't th- I don't think they have the capacity to t- take on the interest that they, that the intense interest that they get. So I think it was sort of like, okay, how can we get less people in this pipeline? Mm-hmm. What's the criteria we could put up? Uh, wow. Now you can, ap- you can apply for an exception, but part of me is sort of like, you know what? That's going to take like five to seven years to do. And frankly, I like, I don't want to know so much about wine that I can't talk to regular people mm-hmm. about it. And, yeah. and that's what I feel that that degree would like, mm. would do. But I, I think All it's worth it. I think people- I'm glad you it. said that. Oh, sorry. No, no, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just gonna say, I'm glad you uh, said that. All of that, like, because um, I agree with you. I think it has a lot more to do with them trying to just separate the people that are just kind of doing it for fun because there has been a lot of talk about that in recent years with a lot of people taking wine um, certification courses just for fun and um, getting in them and people who are actually uh, using it and working in the industry not being able to take those same spaces. And then also I would agree with you on what you said, if you get that level of knowledge, 
you won't still be able to talk to um, your consumer because you don't need that level of knowledge to talk to the consumer. Once you have that level, you're going to want to talk at that level because you went through all that work, all that time, blood, sweat, tears. You want to talk at that level and you will be talking to other wine people. You won't be talking to consumers anymore. Mm-hmm. So, Oh, that's interesting. That is an interesting perspective. Yep. Yeah, well, I think on um, me and Reggie's press trip in Pennsylvania, I had several conversations because most of the team there, I, what it was like eight of us, and most of them were actual journalists. And, you know, they were asking about my podcast and what it's about. And I was like, it's about wine. And I could tell that, well, they had a lot of questions. They had a lot of questions. I had to explain to them that the wine industry isn't really our audience it's it's people who look like us and sound like us and of course the wine industry they taps they tap in like reggie listen to the show but um but the majority of our audience aren't the people in the industry interesting agree that's how we like it (laughs) (laughs) but i think it speaks to it speaks to um that wine is popular Right. And people want to feel comfortable talking about wine. And they just don't want to, as Glennis says, refer to it as a color in the Crayola 8 that is right. red or white. They, right. they want to have some level of conversation when they are wine tasting or um, trying to learn how to explore about different varietals or what have you. So I think there's an audience for everyone. I understand where you need to build some exclusion, but we're in a time of inclusion. Right. And I think there is opportunity for everyone. And those people who are casual wine drinkers are not serious about it. They will weed themselves out. Yeah, they will. Exactly. Like like you all said, just to piggyback, some folks just want to have a, to be just want to be comfortable when somebody hands them a wine hand them a wine list and be able to pick it knowledgeably or ask some questions that don't scare away the psalm totally. I would be man. It's so much easier than taking uh, the <laughs> diploma. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, it's got to be another resource before you go, like, put in two years. Like, it's got to be a book I can read, a podcast I can listen to. Right, exactly. A couple issues of Wine Enthusiast Magazine, and I should be able to, you know, exactly do that. But, yeah. Whew. Yeah. And so I thought about the diploma once, twice, mm-hmm. and then I was like, well, that's like a couple years. I don't want another degree. I need somebody to pay for it. Somebody pay for it. I'll do it. There you go. If someone pays for it, I'll do it. Boom. Tanisha, you have have like a burgundy. You have so many credentials. You impress me very much. So, um, you know, I I really like your story. But more later on that towards the end. (laughs) Uh-oh. Right, I'm nervous. Oh, it's not. Oh, oh, no. Our connection's breaking up. What? Hello? <laughs> <laughs> it's too much. Oh, hello. <laughs> nice. So, Reggie, um, so we just came back from Pennsylvania. 
And guys, we um, tasted wines in Pennsylvania wine country. Um, Reggie, I'd like to hear your take on how you feel about Pennsylvania wines after that trip. So I'll just talk about the wines for now. I, I <laughs> re- I mean, we could talk about the experience, but I'll just talk I about the wines. <laughs> I, I, I was actually quite impressed. Uh, I know they curated the eight best wineries in Pennsylvania for us based on their opinion. Um, I was I was really bowled over by the wines, to, to be honest. Um, I, I didn't know what to expect. It's sort of like when I went to Lodi. Um, I didn't know what to expect of Lodi wines in California, and I love Lodi wines now. And I Me. sort of feel the same way I did for the Finger Lakes and now for Pennsylvania. Wow. What was it? What What is the appeal? So... They have some really great Gluner Vetliner, mm. uh, mm. some really great, uh, some re- some really great Rieslings. Um, they do Cabernet Franc there as well. I actually think there's a great Cabernet Franc story, which is, you know, uh, probably it's something very similar to, to what Virginia does. And I don't know, Leslie, maybe Maryland is concentrating on Cabernet Franc. I haven't had any Maryland wines, but it is. Yeah, they are. They are. Yeah, I, I just, I really like the wines, but um, yeah, what did you think, Sarita? No, the same. I, I mean, it's Pennsylvania. I, Pennsylvania is not known for wine. So right. I went, I went in with my eyes and ears open. I was just ready to sort of take it all in. And honestly, I have to be honest, I was prepared to taste some bad wines. Um, but then I saw the list of people going on the press tip. I was like, oh. <laughs> uh, we're probably going to have some great wines. So um, <laughs> I was very. It was, Forbes, it was Forbes magazine there. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So, so how many, um, you said you went to the eight best. Mm-hmm. How many vineyards and wineries are in Pennsylvania? How many did they say? Was it like 400 or something? Wow. Really? There's a lot. Of, I wrote it down somewhere in my notes, and I can't find it at this exact moment, even though I'm flipping through them, the notes. I'm a big note taker. Um, I see you standing there with your notepad and your pencil. <laughs> yes. Um, memories. Yeah, you know what? I don't know how many there are, because I mm-hmm. only care about eight. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us how you feel. <laughs> According to the Pennsylvania Wines, um, they say it's 270. Wow. Okay. I don't know if that's accurate, but that's what the internet says. But um, I mean, yeah, that's I would... that's like very close to Virginia, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 They, talk, they talked about Maryland and Virginia wineries a lot. Oh, really? Did they, they did. Yeah. Yeah. That's where a lot of the newer wineries learned you know how to deal with the soil that they have mm. and the temperatures that they have they learned a lot from black ankle um oh interesting. yeah yeah they brought up um old westminster so it was very interesting talk wow. about wines you don't have to talk about old westminster so when you what part of maryland uh, maryland what part of pennsylvania was it central pennsylvania or more west or 
what part of Pennsylvania were majority of the wineries that you went to? Uh, Lehigh Valley and okay. Lancaster County. Oh, okay. Hmm. It was sort of the, uh, yeah, the Lancaster County was sort of like the Amish portion uh -huh. of, exactly. of Pennsylvania. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. exactly. That's where me and Reggie stayed in a caboose. We stayed oh. in a train. It was a train. Shut your entire face. You what? A train? <laughs> like, Listen, we were, we were all concerned. Um, wow. Wait, so like it was a whole train and then like y'all stayed in different cars on the train? Yeah, there are different cars. A train. And they put... Well, and it was like a full room? It was well, a, full, a full car. Yeah. So were y'all the only two black people and they put y'all in the caboose? We each had our own caboose. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. Say, come on, Pennsylvania, y'all full of Quakers. Y'all yeah. trying to liberate so, us. That um, I recorded myself walking into my caboose on Instagram, um, just in case okay. something happened to me. So. <laughs> <laughs> It's I don't funny. think I, oh my God. I, I, don't think I saw that story. I know. It's, it's, it's gone now, huh? So I walked in, and when you walk in, you know, there's a bed and there's a TV, and it's like a tight, you know, it's a tight squeeze, but it was comfortable. So okay. I walk over to this little table, and the Bible is open. And I was like, okay, that's a little spooky. That's slightly spooky. <laughs> what but verse I, was it open yeah, to? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't remember if somebody watched my Instagram remind me it might have been Ephesians or something but okay. anyway I say a little prayer and I, I read a chapter and I closed it like okay we're gonna put this away and we're gonna <laughs> 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 well at least it wasn't on Exodus oh <laughs> Telling you get out. No, okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. But actually, one of the one of the people on our trip, she didn't stay. Really? Uh, really? Tell us the story. You don't have to mention her name. Just no, it was, it's no story. She said she wasn't comfortable, so she she left. Wow. She wow. Left. Which is, which is totally out. okay. Yeah, it which was that. totally okay. Mm -hmm. Wow. She didn't make a she, she didn't make a scene. She did it very gracefully. Yeah. I thought that that's the way I would have done it had I had the same reaction because yeah. I was talking to I was talking to Sarita before I was like you saw that hotel that one in the, the train <laughs> uh, and it's so. run by you know it's run we were in the middle of the Amish right so right. and it's run by them so that's what I was a little afraid of but we were in the middle of cornfields, literally, like yeah. right across yeah. wow. cornfields. So, you know, you could just see yourself like, what's that movie, Get Out? Like, just <laughs> running. <and, you> know. <laughs> <laughs> With some tickets of tea and clanking in uh, fine China. Yeah, uh, man. That is, how, exactly. So how many nights were you in the caboose? One. Just one. Just one. Just okay. one. Yeah. That seems fun, though. But it was yeah. fine. I couldn't hear anything. I slept like a baby. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I couldn't hear anything either. It was, it was great. Like, so, Sarita, I'm curious. What did you think of the entire experience? Because there were just eight of us. So we visited the winery. So I'm curious, like, what was your opinion of 
the experience um, of being on a press trip for the first time, just like me. Sure. Um, this was my first press trip. I didn't really know what to expect. Um, I felt slightly intimidated because like I said, everybody there, I mean, even your writing, um, Reggie, is on like a journalistic level. So I was like the only sort of blogger there um, or podcaster there. And, you know, I felt a little intimidated, but it went away eventually. And I, I just, like I said, I wanted to in, in really um, enjoy the atmosphere and taste the wines and really just feel everything. And it was, I thought it was good. People loose. It took a while for people to actually loosen up. Mm. Um, they seemed a bit serious in my, just in my opinion, but, um, but it's their job. There is their job to write about wine. So they were asking journalistic questions. You know, they were asking all of these detailed questions about the soil and the winemaking process that were like above my head. Like, Oh, I didn't even think to ask something like that, but I just took it all in. Um, I thought it was great. At the Pennsylvania wineries, where they were extremely happy to have to have us there, mm, um, nice. They weren't they were. at all, and um, I can appreciate that. They just want the world to discover Pennsylvania wine, and I can't be mad at that. They've been and they've been some of them wineries have been doing this for a very long time, and mm. we had Reggie. How many Chardonnays did we taste in that um, vertical tasting? Oh gosh, was it sixteen? 12? We tasted at least, at least, I think we tasted at least like 20 wines there and like at least 12 of those were Chardonnays. Like, oh, and wow. this guy, he, he brought out wines. Like, this wasn't about us writing about it. It was about us experiencing yeah. what Pennsylvania could do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. For, like, like, he had his staff coming out tasting the wines because you can't open that wine for vertical like that right. often. So it was very special. That was Gino. I really liked him. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice experience. Yeah, it was great. It was great. Reggie, what, do you, what were your thoughts about the whole experience? You know, I really liked it. I, like, similar to Sarita, it sort of felt to me and um, sort of felt to me like um, like a pre-conference or a post-conference with a wine bloggers conference. Oh, okay. We're, we're sort of like a smaller group and they mm -hmm. treat you like really nicely and are trying to like, sh like really give you an experience that complements their wines well. Okay. So, you know, I thought it was just well done. The people were friendly, uh, super friendly. Uh, we went out to this one place, um, Probably the best dinner, which Sarita probably knows right off the top of her head, is Vox Veneti. Uh, they, like, I mean, literally, they treated us like kings, and their wine showed well. So I was very happy about that. Um, yeah, it was just a great experience. Wow. Yeah. Look forward to tasting. Oh. Pennsylvania wines. Mm -hmm. So did they say, I mean, because I've heard rumors, and maybe you can confirm or deny. Part of Pennsylvania's issue with exposure is the shipping. And you, and you can't, yeah, you can't, it's limited to Pennsylvania. You can't ship into Pennsylvania. And they have um, 
from what I've heard, allegedly, reportedly, that their um, their liquor laws are more restrictive than Maryland, which are pretty strict. So you're you're right about that. Um, the state is the is the liquor um, seller for Pennsylvania, mm -hmm. which cre which creates this market inefficiency mm -hmm. because the state doesn't care about you drinking well. They just care about limiting you drinking. Oh. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's different. It's sort of like, um, yeah, their, their shipping laws do not contribute to their wine moving. When we were there, they told us about the restaurants that serve their wines and they were all Pennsylvania restaurants. So, you know, getting their wine is, is a, is a problem, is a challenge. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that's why they wanted people to come in from outside of Pennsylvania, because nobody even knows to order their wines, even right. when they go to Pennsylvania. Wow. Right. Yeah. I think, I think that is, that is a challenge that a law, a lot of small um, wine places have with limited marketing because you're not going to say like when you think of Pennsylvania you don't think about going you think about Pennsylvania Dutch but you don't think about going to Pennsylvania wine country mm -hmm. right. which is unfortunate yeah. if, you know they have this gym there 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 should be more exposure and opportunity to it and I think that's the main reason why they had us there. Mm -hmm. I know we went to a few wineries that don't plan to ship outside the state. They want okay. people to come visit them. They even have Airbnbs on the site. We can stay at the vineyard and have a whole weekend experience right there in Pennsylvania. So they want to bring people to them. Okay. Well, then how, okay, so I guess I was, I, I answered my own question before I even asked got a chance to get it out. I was getting ready to ask, well, how are they going to get this market of people to come in to stay and visit and experience if nobody knows it's there? But I guess they're now on the path of trying to get the word out by having um, an event like you guys were able to participate in. Mm -hmm. So, makes sense. Yeah, I would definitely go back. Absolutely. Yeah, me so, too. Which, so, Sarita, which um, Airbnb do you think I would like? Because you know how I am. Girl, I don't know. Reggie, maybe you have an answer for Glennis, but... You would, you would have to be in the conductor's quarters. <laughs> I don't think that would help. <laughs> I love y'all too. Okay, go on to the next question. <laughs> Listen, we just know, oh. sis. We don't want you. I love you. Hey, I'm coming up to visit you, so I got to talk to you offline anyway. Okay. Literally. Reggie, I have one oh. more question before we yeah. your segment. Um, sure. What is the wine scene like in Connecticut? I've actually never been to Connecticut. Oh my gosh, it's terrible. Oh. Um, I yeah. I don't even drink Connecticut wines. Um, it, we're, we're such in a cool place that you can't really do reds here. And 
you know, they do fruit wines, which I'm not a big, it's not my forte. Um, it's just not really set up to do wines. They, wineries, they have wineries to have weddings, you know, okay. it's sort of like, mm. it, it's not, the wine is not a destination. I'd rather go to like New York State, to Hudson Valley or Long Island before I went to Cal, before I go to Connecticut. Mm. But I did want to ask Sarita if I could like just do like a quick rundown of my favorite wines at every winery, just so. Oh it's yes, out there. go ahead. Would that would that be okay? Oh, that's awesome. Go ahead. Cool. cool. So we went to this winery, Galen Glen, that did this wonderful, wonderful Gruner Vetliner and Library Riesling that tastes like the Mosul. Like wow. I mean, it seriously tasted like Mosul Riesling. I was so impressed. Then we went to Stony Run, which had a really great, uh, and Sri, I don't know if you tasted this at the dinner on the first night. Um, Larry brought out this reserve Chamberson. No, I didn't taste it. Uh, okay, really good. They do it in first use French, uh, first use French oak, and it was just really spectacular. I thought it was, I like Champerson. Uh, so uh, I know it's a hybrid grape, but he brought it out to show us. It was really great. Setter Ridge did a wonderful Sauvignon Blanc with a, a Simeon blend. So it was much I more used, sort of a white, mm, white Bordeaux style. I love it that. It was really great. Yeah, it was good. Um, and then Walt's Vineyards uh, did this wonderful, wonderful reserve Cabernet. Nice. Which was the, the best Cabernet of the bunch because it's hard to ripen Cabernet there and they don't do a lot of Merlot for the same reason. Uh, but this was really great. Uh, and then the last sort of wineries were Grandview, which did uh, something called a, a Grange Rouge, uh, which is a Bordeaux style blend. And then Vox Finetti did this uh, Bordeaux blend called uh, Polyphony. Uh, during their dinner. And then the last two were Gaylor Estate with a really great Chardonnay and then Penn's Woods had the best Cabernet Franc of all of them, in my opinion. Wow. Uh, so. Thank you. Oh, Thank you. What? Yeah, one thing I wanted to say is don't sell yourself short. I've, I love the fact that you spent so much time and care on the social media aspects when so many of us didn't spend time on that. And, you know, I might write my nerdy wine notes, but you capture uh, and share more than I ever shared during the actual trip. And you captured much more visually and with the video and like you bring people in to wine. And it's, it's, you know, it's it's a different way of approaching wine, and I I love it. I think it's quite valuable. And so, you know, just because we have our colleagues from uh, these journals like the Boston Globe and Palette Press and Wine Business Monthly and Philadelphia Magazine, doesn't mean that what we have to contribute is any less. Thank you. Thank you for that. I yes, and thank you for well saying that to Serena. Because Serena can be selling herself short. So she needs to hear that from somebody yeah. else. Thank you very uh, much. I appreciate it. Thank that. you. Yes. Thank, thank you. I amen that. 
I agree. Can I ask one quick question with those wines yeah. mentioned, Reggie? And Sarita, you might have yeah. the answer to what where, where is Pennsylvania pricing at on those type of wines? You said there was a few libraries, a few reserves, and I guess some that was regular. Um, I don't know what tier of wine it was, but where where are they pricing at? Or I would say like sixteen to thirty five. Like okay. most of them fall within oh, that. Okay. Well, and because that they're own, they're mostly selling to their local people, mm-hmm. they're right. not pricing it for out of state. Assumption, right? Got you. Okay. Yeah. And Glennis, they wouldn't let us buy their library wines. I tried. Wow! Really? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Which one did you Which one did you try to to, to well, get? Well, I wanted I wanted the um, I think I wanted the 2017 Chardonnay. Um, oh, yeah, that we tasted with Gino, but um, oh, that was in the library, yeah. It was one, it was one of many. Wow, yeah. I was just saying, since it was a 2017, you know, when I think library, I think you know, old, old. Yeah, we tasted from what year did it start? 2005? Uh, I think, I think you're right. Yeah, I didn't do notes for that one, I was just experiencing, yeah. Yeah, so we started at like 2005 all the way up to 2000, was it 2018? 17. 17, I believe. Yeah. But they were all great. Nice, nice. Right. I'm so happy for you all. <laughs> Matt, I missed the caboose pictures. So. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to caboose. <laughs> I'm going I'll repost this so y'all can. Yeah, I was gonna say we need a repost. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> repost. So Reggie, you can go for it with your segment. We're all ears. Oh, oh, oh. <clears throat> okay. So I wrote this little thing called um, "Things I've Learned About the Ladies of the Swirl Suite Over oh. the Years." That you might oh. not know if oh, you just started with me. Oh, gotta go. Time's oh, over. <laughs> <laughs> Connection. I'm like Tanisha. <laughs> Listen, Tanisha already hung up. Sorry. Okay. okay. <laughs> My line went okay. Right. Well, I'm gonna start with I'm gonna start with Vino 301, Leslie. Um. So Leslie loves. Tequila, it's a drink of choice. She she is a wine tourism conference attendee, even though she had to pay the business price for for the wine bloggers conference. <laughs> Leslie enjoyed meeting Eric Benet during the first Obama inaugural. Oh in her words, yes, oh he is sex personified, as you said. Uh, Next one is Drake after dark. Enough said. Oh yeah. Ready. And uh, I am so happy you finally found a Sauvignon Blanc you like. Me too. Yes. Oh, she need to tell me which one that is. I forgot because I, I forgot too. <laughs> I um, remember she found Dalton? one. I did. Yes, I did like that one, but it was Kim. Um, with. Kim Crawford's wife. Oh, Kim Crawford. Okay. Uh-huh. His his uh uh-huh. their their new label. I Love like their Block. new label. Love Block. Yes. Love Block. Okay. 
Love Block Savion Blanc. Erica Crawford. Yes, thank you. You're welcome. Oh, okay. So the last two for Leslie are don't do a Vino 301 tour and offer to say good words about your tour to your boss. (laughs) 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 And then then finally, don't order cheap beer, quote unquote, Budweiser on a date with you unless you're at a baseball game. There you go. There you go. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Okay, Glennis, you're next. Oh, Jesus. So, Glennis, I don't know if you remember, you were the first person I met at the, my first Wine Bloggers Conference. In the I Finger remember. Way. I remember. And you, and you helped me, like, make friends on Twitter when I had, like, single-digit Twitter followers. Uh, and, that, and now I'm up to, like, 5,000, but you helped me And I'm nowhere out. near that shit. <laughs> No, well, well, I just want to let you know, like, because of you, I started doing Twitter, and like, I appreciate it, and you helped me figure out how to get invited to the after parties at the at the wine <laughs> bloggers conference. That's a thing. That's a thing. Okay, a couple other things about Glennis. Grand Marnier, it's her Woo-hoo! favorite spirit. Mm-hmm. Uh, for for wine, Cabernet Sauvignon is your favorite. Uh, if you're having Stella beer, you want it in a Stella glass. <laughs> yes, has to be the <clears throat> Yep, you love your Cremant, but not from the Loire. Yep. You want a good rum punch. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, like oh, like and. And you have very strict hotel etiquette, slippers <laughs> only. Whoop, whoop. Oh my gosh. And, and then the last is your highest form of wine phrase is freaking phenomenal. That's it. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> and that's a good way to end that. Yeah, that's it. Well, thanks for playing, Reggie. Appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, Tanisha. You're coming up. The next is Sarita. These are things you might not know about Sarita if you just started tuning into the pot. Uh, Sarita loves sparkling rosé. You love bubbles, and you are on a first-name basis with Kava. Uh, Beer is your least sexiest drink. Uh, You like bourbon cocktails, and a house favorite is Bullet. When you realized your husband was the one, you were having white Hennessy. Hennessy white. <laughs> uh, that sounds very Sarita. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, when your husband drinks too fast, when you're having $40 bottle of wine, you make him switch to craft beer. Uh, <laughs> uh, you have become uh, a wine judge over the course of the swirl sweep and have been doing it multiple times, which is great. You had your first trip to Paris during the Swirl Sweet years as well. Yes. And you met Tanisha talking about wine after Leslie introduced you, and you mentioned that you like champagne and popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, wow. you, uh, you like Rockman 
Dunbar from Soul Food because of his bald head and full, full beard. And because he's fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that too. And then uh, no blue wine for you. You love seafood, but no vanilla pudding, Gabriel Union. <laughs> that might be mine. <laughs> That's all of us. <laughs> right, right. That was awesome. <laughs> okay, and now I'll, I'll finish off with Tanisha, things that people might not know about her. In her absence, to the pot. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Tanisha says, I'm not good with new people, but she is so friendly and amazing to get to know once you get past that initial, that initial, that initial barrier. Okay, um, that's true. <laughs> uh, I'll just say these couple of words, dry gin martini. <laughs> <laughs> and just keep that after dark. Okay. Um, you okay. like to drink you like to drink craft beers poured in the glass when you have them. Mm -hmm. um, the gospel song that you listen to or listen to when you're going through some stuff is God Will Provide by Tamala Mann. Uh, you have wine tasted in Eastern Europe. I can't remember where what the trip you went on. But Serbia? You talked about Yeah, Serbia. Yeah. And then you had some guy you call Serbian Bay, but I never saw him on your Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> that was a 20-minute Bay. That was 20 minutes. <laughs> That's okay. That's, listen, it only takes a second to get a shot of right. a picture. Photos um, exist in the world, but that's... <laughs> um, you have, like, made an adventure of exploring France and learning French and including mix-ups like getting served chitlins in the restaurant the first time by mistake. <laughs> that was the same day in my life. It was a hungry, uh, hungry. But you are my shero because of the way you handle it. Yes, Sorry, yes. Ray. But to, the, the McDonald's after part? I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> you are also, Satisha, you are also a wine judge in France as well. Yes. And in 2017, you gave me this song of the summer. Let me just press this button to see if it plays and you can hear it. Here it goes. That was the joint. So you got me into that song, which I really liked, and sent it around to my sister and family, Chocolat. Uh, and uh, one of your favorite phrases, or you use it on the pod occasionally, uh, let me upgrade you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> which I like. And then finally, if you want a date with you, a beard would help but no man bag. Those are facts. Yeah, those are key facts. Yep. Okay. Yep, he got um, it. Wow. Okay. okay. That's and then I just forgot about, I mean, not the beard and the man bag part. No, I'll never forget that. But, wow. oh, <laughs> listen, for all of these, I just got to go on here. And get it. 
Okay. Was there anything I said that wasn't accurate? Because if it was, like, let's correct it for the pod. Oh, no. no. I would have said immediately, but no, no. No. Well, I think, correct. No. think you were okay. Dead. You did tell everybody the name I kept calling you from the first time I met you. Uh-oh. Oh. I, I didn't tell it because I'm trying to ever make you forget. <laughs> <laughs> what did you What did you call him? I'm afraid to ask. We forgot. Okay. I forgot. But I'm 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 gonna respect your wishes. Go ahead. Because you okay. use a guess. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. My last little bit is I wanted to say that my favorite episode that you guys have done, like the one I watched over and over, it just makes me laugh, uh, is the episode you did with Vermilion Pearl, Reagan Mathis, oh, uh, in a swirl oh, sweet after dark. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and when, you got, when you guys talked about the guys who order the Cosmo, <laughs> it just makes me laugh. <laughs> And, and then the part with Tanisha, she goes on a date with a guy who orders pineapple juice. Oh, <laughs> my drink. goodness. What the was milk he man. doing? <laughs> pineapple yeah. juice? Man, I'll never forget that. <laughs> that is hilarious. Wow. And, oh. then I wanted to, and then I wanted to say, like, the liquor lady, I miss her. Oh, we miss it. I know. Yeah. 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 And then the last three things. I know you guys are Well, I know you guys are on YouTube anymore, but I so enjoyed seeing your pretty faces like on YouTube and see you guys like talk to each other and laugh. That was so fun. But I know it's a lot of editing work. So uh, no worries, Sarita. (laughs) <laughs> and I regularly do these um, episodes like not with no pants and full pajamas now. So and you should. You're in fair. <laughs> uh and then uh the second to last, I love the episodes when you guys talk with each other without gifts. Cause I just find like when you guys are talking about stuff just between yourselves, to me it's so interesting. Cause it's <laughs> sort of like it's sort of, you guys are like a little family and you get together and I'm like, who's that person not in the family who they invited on the, as a special gift like me? I want to just hear them. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I like those. And then the last, I wanted to say that I really love seeing Glennis in the Wine Enthusiast magazine last month. Uh, yeah, that was, that was awesome. From the, from the Essence Festival, so. Uh, yeah, you guys have come a long way. Uh, no, you know that was probably all happenstance and coinky. I just had to be standing there talking to Roland Martin. <laughs> Whatever works. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Match. <laughs> right place at the right time. Humble. Trying to be humble. Learning. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's that all I got excellent. there. That was excellent. That was amazing. Dude, it was perfect. Like, slow yeah. clap. Slow clap for Reggie. That was right? awesome. Oh, oh thank God. Well, we miss you, Reggie. And I, I look forward to seeing what you write and post 
during um, this Australian bloggers conference. And yeah, hit us up and let us know where the next one's going to be while y'all are in Austria so we can have an idea where it's going next year. Mm. That will do. Definitely will do. Man, that was so special. Yeah. We miss you. Reggie. Yeah. Where can everybody follow you and your blog? Oh, you can follow me at winecasual.com or uh, on Twitter at winecasualhq. HQ. I like Aren't it. you on Instagram too? Oh yeah, I'm in Instagram is wine casual. I just started Instagram because of Sarita. So like, give me five years, I have five thousand followers. So oh it's gonna take goodness. a while. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah. It probably won't get that long, which exactly. It's gonna take Not me a while. Not at all. Man, that was so special. I don't know what to say. That, really- that was. Mm-hmm. That what? was awesome, guys. I love listening to you guys on, on, on Sundays when I'm at home, I start working on my wine blog and I turn on a podcast and then I put a window open just for the podcast and I listen to you. So I like, I like the, like the episodes. I like the gifts. You're exposing me to new things in the world of wine. And I'm so glad I have a swirl suite. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, squish, squish. <laughs> that can mean a couple things. Wait, what now, Glennis? <laughs> no. <it's- laughs> how, we, how we go after dark that fast? I know. <laughs> that was a whole moment that you messed up. Oh, did I mess it up or did I enhance it? It's like I'm gonna like, go with the latter. I don't know. Push, push, like hug. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh. Oh. Not the after dark squish squish. Oh my god! <laughs> I just had questions. All right, that's all. Now they've been answered. Thank you very much. We can we can move on. That is all. <clears throat> Does anybody have anything to share um, about their week or something they want to promote before we go? Mm, no, life is just life. Yeah, it's just going and happening and exactly. Tanisha, don't you have something coming up in less than 20 days? Do, do, what do I have coming up? You just, don't you have a podcast? Tell me the post. You just posted. I was legit like, what do I have coming up? Oh my God. Yes, my podcast drops in about 17 days now. Nice. Congratulations. I thought you, I thought it had already dropped, but you were, you were just planning and leading up to it. Oh no, Mm-mm. leading up to the the big reveal of the new podcast, Wine School Dropout. We have revamped, renamed, and recalibrated after oh, getting some that. French feedback. So nice. Are you gonna be in English first and then we're translating it to French? Oh nice genius. I love that. Excellent. Are you gonna cast at these at these wee hours of the morning? <laughs> no. I get to interview people at like two in the afternoon. It's amazing. <laughs> like I record episodes at 10 in the morning it is a phenomenal feeling <laughs> oh wow you should stop yeah. that you're going to get spoiled I am <laughs> so yeah we yeah I, I can't get too used to that so forget to set my alarm no I won't get used to it I promise <clears throat> so yes thank you for reminding me of that Reggie I... you're welcome 
Wonderful. I didn't mention it. No, I just it's football. But what uh, happened? Reggie, do you have anything that you are promoting that we can share here yeah, on the um, Swirl Suite? No, I do have one thing I'm promoting. It's called the Swirl Suite. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> we we have to plan a trip to come up and see you because it doesn't. It's not really that far. It's just a train ride. Exactly. Yeah, well, you know, New York like is even better to go to because yeah. there are like wine places to mm-hmm. taste there. But you know, it's probably easier for one of me to come down than for all of you guys to come up. So. Uh, if you find yourselves in New York City for any reason, just let me know because I'm in New York a lot. I'm like an hour away from New York. Oh, okay. So I can get down there very easy and happy to go to wine bars and uh, take you to a few of my favorites. Oh, cool. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah. That'd be, um, excursion mm-hmm. for us. Yeah. I'm sorry I didn't get to come to you guys' uh, uh, Swirl Suite thing you guys had in D.C. It sounded really fun. We need oh. to do that again. Yeah, I was going to say, we'll have to do another. That was fun. Maybe yeah, around the fun. holidays. What do you think, Sarita? It depends. Yeah. Tanisha, when are you back on this side of the pond? This is true. That's a good question. It is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we could well, always... that's an answer. <laughs> The one in Paris. <laughs> I'm okay with that too. <laughs> yes, I'm okay. But we have to coordinate. Okay, so that have to be worked out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's already like so. Uh, the Zoom number's gonna be as follows. <laughs> oh, well, before I forget, if you're in DC, I don't know how this happened, but I'm pouring wine at a comedy show. You do know how I'm so glad you brought that up because when I saw it, I was like, wait, Sarita for the wine? Okay. So there is a comedian that's been on the show and he really likes wine. He lives in New York, but he's from here. And um, he started this comedy series called Some Like It Hot. So, you know, short for sommelier. And so he'll have three comedians and they're, you know, they're going to do their acts, but in between each act, some wine is going to be poured. So, and that's going to be you. I'm going to walk people through three wines. We'll, we'll see how this goes. We will see how all this plays out. But it should be fun. But if you're here in DC, it's at um, DC Improv on Thursday. Doors open at 6 30. That's it. Nice. Nice. Very nice. Yeah. So, you got a discount code for tickets or something? $25. Get out of here, discount code. Right. It's always the Negroes. <laughs> <laughs> so is that a no or is that a no? No, we know there's no discount <laughs> code. <laughs> oh no. Oh my goodness. Oh so we ask, what are yeah. you drinking? Are you drinking anything? Did we talk about this already? No. Uh, oh yeah, I'm drinking a glass of champagne. <laughs> yeah, that's how oh, it's what, done. What kind of champagne? Shout it out, or or unless you can't, unless you don't want uh, to. Actually, I don't even. It, it's a it's a small little grower. I, it, it's in the fridge. It's like a 
I have I remember this wine club and they send you stuff that you can't oh, okay. normally get. So it's it's nothing anybody can get. Well, but I op- I opened it yesterday, so I had half of it tasted. That's baller. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sorry. Okay, you know what? Let me go to the fridge because I don't want to be like that. <laughs> okay, it's called. Um, yeah, I made him feel bad. He's like, I'm gonna go get it. But that's what you do all the time, Tanisha. <laughs> I do. So it's, it wasn't it's me. Called, just- well, it's called Voberson, and it's a Grand Cru Brut Blanc de Blanc. And yeah, it's imported by this guy called Garagiste, who's out of Seattle. And he goes, and, he goes to Europe and finds like wines like, from small producers. So, What's the producer again? One, Spell it for me. It's V-A-U-V-E-R-S-I-N. And then it has like, like a A with like an accent over the top, and then it says O G E R. So champagne, oh, okay. Robert okay. Sand. okay, got it. Yeah. So that's that's all I know. Nice. Are you enjoying it? How can I not? <laughs> that's not that. You can't make assumptions. Well, that, that's that's true, but I enjoyed it. I'm in, I'm enjoying it. Good. I, I finished I finished my last glass with you guys. Not very nice. We nice. tasted vicariously through you. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> um, okay, I'm gonna let you guys go because I don't want I don't want Sarita to have to spend all the time editing this episode. <laughs> oh, oh, I do have one. I do have one announcement. I forgot all about this. I apologize. So this weekend, there is a uh, concert jazz festival with um, Jeff Broadshaw and um, Secret Society and Mike Phillips. And it's um, called Unwind With Us at the Bowie Bay Sox Stadium. And so it's uh, a concert from 12 to 6 p.m. And I forgot, we are going to be um, pouring sangria there. Nice. You're going to have a good time. I love Jeff. He's great live. Nice. So we, I, I forgot all about that. I shouldn't have, but I did. <laughs> all right. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> oh, you didn't forget. It was just delayed reaction. Yeah. Well, all right, y'all. This was a fantastic show. Reggie, thanks again. Yes. It was. Yes. Thanks for listening all of these years. Thanks for your rundown of all our personalities. That. That was fantastic. I know. Yes. 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 Outstanding. Something different, too. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Well, cool, yeah. guys. Thank you for the invitation. Travel safely. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Travel safely to Australia. Yep. Yeah. Look forward to Oh, yeah. That. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing some photos, reading some tweets. Yeah. It's going to take some time. I'm not as fast as Sarita. Sarita can get that Instagram story. I don't even know what an Instagram story is. Yes, you do. But it looks pretty when Sarita does it. <laughs> right? Sarita's stories be lit. I'm like, dang, what's Sarita doing? And I be hungry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.
Bye. This episode of The Swirl Suite is sponsored by Sip and Share Wines. Sip and Share Wines is a micro winery that produces a variety of artisanal vegan wines. They recently launched their Seven Words collection, which features a different word for every occasion. With words like gratitude and abundance, you can understand why each glass should be sipped and shared with friends during all of life celebrations. The owner and friend of the podcast, Nicole Kearney, is passionate about creating experience for wine lovers who are often underrepresented by the industry. Learn more by following Sip and Share Wines on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter today. Thanks for checking out the Swirl Suite today, guys. You can follow us wherever you find your podcasts. And we love comments. Please leave some comments on Apple Podcasts. And we love feedback. Please reach out on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or our email address, swirlsuite at gmail.com. Cheers. Cheers.